Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United. I'm your host Matthew, and today I'm talking. I don't even know if I've done the intro right, but I'm going to keep going. Our podcast for Man United. This is talking about the one 0 win at home in the Premier League against West Ham. I got too excited. I tried to do my intro too too quickly. Um, anyway, you know what podcast this is. You know what I'm talking about. Um, brilliant, brilliant game. Um. I thoroughly enjoyed watching that. Um, I think there are multiple players that stood out today. I don't think anybody had a specifically bad game. There were just players that stood out less than others. Um, Big credit to De Gea for those last couple of saves. Credit to Rashford for a really incredible goal. Credit to Eriksen for a really, really great cross. Credit to um, Martinez for just continuing to be Lissandro Martinez. Um, Luke Shaw, that, I, I was talking last episode, that overlap between Rashford and Shaw, if they can both stay fit and stay on form, that's one of our best elements in our team. Um, I still think up front we look relatively weak, I think there was the weak links with Alanga and Ronaldo today. Um, De Gea, I thought, had one of his uh, more standout games. Um, Maguire, I thought, was okay. Uh, midfield was okay at points. But overall, three points. Fantastic performance for, for 90% of the time. Um, really, really happy with how this how this went today. And yet again, another thing to highlight is the fighting spirit that this team has got. Um, I can't remember the player's name, but at one point... I think it was Skamaka should have been sent off. He wasn't. The team could have dropped their heads. Um, West Ham started piling on the pressure. And although although we did nearly let in a couple of goals, we stood our ground. We defended really, really well. One thing that's both good and also a bit frustrating is we've really, really tightened up defensively. I mean, last time we let in a goal... Was the Chelsea game. That was through a penalty. Through a mistake from McTominay. Um, We've really really tightened up defensively. uh, Defensively. I think a lot of that is because of Martinez. I don't know if people quite realise. Just the the difference that that guy makes in our team. I really think uh, it's a huge standout. Um, Obviously like I've said before. You know. Putting him in the team. Taking Maguire out has made a major change. Obviously had both of them in there today. And i just got a little something to say about our defence, right? Okay, so centre-backs, yeah. Maguire, Martinez, Jones, he's not really playing, but he's still in the team. So you've got, you got Maguire, Martinez, Jones, Twenzebi, Lindelof, Varane, Mengi. Those are the players that are... Actually, Jones isn't registered, but th- those are the ones who could be playing. Let's say six. Let's take Jones out of the equation for a minute. Because he's not actually registered in our in our squad list, I don't think. So yeah, you got Maguire, Martinez, Lindelof, Varane. Sorry, let me start again. Maguire, Martinez, Lindelof, Varane, um, Twenzebi, and Mengi. Twenzebi is lacking match fitness. Mengi is. I, I'm gonna guess Mengi is probably playing with the under 21s or under 23s or whatever at the moment. Um, if you looked at our bench today. Which I'm going to do that right now. Um, No centre-backs. No centre-backs at all. We know that Phil Jones is injury-prone. We know that Varane's injury-prone. Lindelof has been 
Injured sometimes, Maguire was available today, and Martinez was available. So we're in a position now where um, we only had two centre-backs. Maguire technically had to play today. Um, great idea to sell Bailey then, wasn't it? You know? Just saying. Um, could have at least been on the bench today. It's uh, it's disappointing. It's just disappointing. But anyway, um, that's just my little comment about the um, about the centre backs. Um, obviously we got lucky that Martinez is staying as fit as what he is and and playing as well as he is. He's he's really really a key part of this team. Um, <clears throat> but no, this felt like a team effort today. I'm really really happy with the results. The fighting spirit keeps on going. It's really nice to see as well that the fighting spirit is something that's very very important. You know, um, because sure we could have you know, killed West Ham off and put three or four past them, but we couldn't because we've got striker issues. Um, so the other thing to do is nick a goal. A very, very, very good goal. I'm really, really happy with the goal today, which we'll talk about in the summary. Um, but you get one past them and then you hold your own, basically. Um, but that requires the team mentality, team spirit, togetherness, and just, just that fight, that determination. So it's really, really nice to see that. Um, but oh, De Gea pulling off some cracking saves today. I I, I was trying to think because like first ten twenty minutes, I was like, okay, Rashford's my man of the match. Then, bit into the second half, I was like, Martinez is my man of the match. Then end of the game, I'm thinking, okay, is De Gea my man of the match? And I like that. I like to sort of instead of like, oh, who who played well, who's our man of the match? To sort of look at that and be like, there's three, four players maybe who could who could get man of the match. Casemiro played a good game. You know, Bruno and Eriksen did good and all that sort of stuff. Uh, Luke Shaw had a really good game. There's so many nominees, and I, I like that. As somebody who's trying to, you know, review and analyse these games, it's nice to have more than one thing to talk about. So, that's really, really good. But no, I'm really happy with the... I'm happy with 95... 95-ish percent of the performance. There was still some weird stuff in the first half where, like, <clears throat> everybody was misplacing passes. But then West Ham were doing it as well. So it's like, what's what's going on? Um, but yeah, there was a few risks that were taken today. And they they, they paid off. We won 1-0. And uh, it's good stuff. It's very, very good. Uh, Alright, let's get into the summary. Um, with everything, Skamaka, it says yellow card. Um, I'm just going to I know that's not when the high foot kick happened. But I'm just going to talk about that. So Skamaka... In the, I think it was um, towards the end of the second half, but I'm going to just talk about it now. Um, Highfoot on Martinez was already booked. I've just mentioned there, 36 minutes is when he got his first booking. And the event that I'm referencing um, happened a lot, lot later. Um, again, that's good. Not good. Again, it's good that we weren't kind of like, oh, players should have been sent off. Let's drop our heads. That's really disappointing. The players just kept fighting, which was, which was really, really good. Um, but no, that's that's dangerous. I don't like, regardless of whether he's booked already or not, that's at minimum a yellow card, and he's got a yellow card, so it's a red card. But that is a red card foul. So if he didn't have a booking, that's a red card anyway. And at minimum, <clears throat> with this foul, he should at least get a yellow card, which would give him two yellow cards, which would anyway should get a re a red card for that. Um, it's high foot. It's really dangerous. You're not supposed to put your foot up. You know, this isn't. UFC or wrestling or something um like head injuries are like considered a obviously a big danger in football 
Um, I mean, players get their legs and feet and ankles kicked all the time, right? But high feet and things like head injuries, no, it's got no place in this sport. Um, so VR, VAR didn't look at it at all. They skipped past it really quickly and just continued with the game. And I think they realised that as well because shortly after that, they uh, they subbed him off for Antonio. So anyway, um, the disgusting stuff from the ref. Luckily, it didn't lead to anything too horrible. Luckily, Martinez is okay as well, and um, we still won the game one nil. So we can move on from that. Um, let's talk about a really really good goal. I love this goal. Um, as I said before, you know, there's lots of different types of goals for me to analyse. The ones I don't really know how to analyse is usually crosses from headers, but there's a bit more to talk about here. From a throw-in, thrown to Eriksen, little one-two um, with Bruno. Not necessarily a passing move, but, you know, quick quick bit, a little, little bit of passing. Brilliant control from Eriksen, takes that moment to compose himself. And what a beautiful cross as well. Um... Rashford, not known for scoring headed goals, obviously scored one against uh, Sheriff on, on Thursday, which is good to see. Is he working on his headers in training? I, I'd assume he is. As an attacker, I'd assume that you'd work on all kinds of ways to score goals, which heading is a way to score goals. Took his header really, really well. Uh, jumped up for it really well. I'm, I don't know if I'm more impressed with the header or the cross, because both are really, really good. Um, but what a cross. What a header. Um, I'm really, really happy with that goal. There, there's certain goals that you sort of are more entertaining and you cheer a bit louder sort, sort of thing. And that was one that was like, yeah, you know, kind of thing. But um, but there's certain goals you score and you go, yes, nice, cool, and all that. And there's certain goals like, whoa, okay, that's, that was like really, really good. So um, one of the better crossed goals that we've scored recently um, but this isn't one of them goals for a corner, from a corner or from a cross where there's like 10 people in the box and it's just whipped into wh- whoever's head can get to it first. This was very much like he saw Rashford, he picked him out, he crossed the ball and it's not a hero ball, it's not anything like that, it's just a really well placed cross and Eriksen can definitely do that so really really happy with that goal. Um, yeah, what, a, what an incredible goal that was. And, you know, credit to Rashford, obviously, as well. Credit to Bruno. You know, if Bruno misplaces his header, back to Eriksen, the goal doesn't happen. This is one of them goals as well, where, like, if one of the things doesn't happen in the same way, the goal probably doesn't happen. Um, so, uh, credit to credit to all involved, but really, really good header. And uh, what, a, what a great cross as well. Um, I'd, love to, I'd love to see some more of that. But, yeah. Anyway, that was half-time. Good to get a goal just for half-time as well. Then they made some subs. Fabianski came off. I'm not completely sure why, but Ariola was subbed on. Um, and then Skamaka was subbed off for Antonio. I think we know why, don't we? Um, Antonio is a very good player, but I think we know why Skamaka was uh, subbed off. Then one of our first substitutions, um, McTominay on for Alanga. I thought Alanga was playing okay. Um, Alanga certainly... Either Alanga or Rashford... Uh, not Rashford. Alanga or Ronaldo I would have subbed off. So I, I'm fine with that. McTominay and Fred have been getting used as squad player sort of substitutes. So I'm fine with that. Um, and this was to try and shore up the midfield a bit more. So um, would I have brought on Donny instead? Obviously. Um, so I don't completely agree with the entirety of the substitution here. But the overall uh, idea here is... Um, Worked out well. Worked out alright. So, fine with that. Um, yeah, I would have subbed off Alanga. And McTominay's been, gain- been getting used as a bit more of a squad player. 
which is good. So that was the first sub, and then we've got um, uh, they made some subs after that, and then late subs. Uh, Fred on for Ericsson again being used in that kind of um late midfield legs type of role, which I think is good to see. Uh, in the 80th minute, and we only made two subs. I'm a bit disappointed by that. I mean, overall, I'm happy. We played well. I'm happy with the performance, and we won the game, so I can't complain about that. Um, it just would have been, I don't know, substitutions add more talking points. They add more sort of like, oh, so-and-so was brought on for so-and-so. How did they play? It's just the the, the interest of that particular part. Um, and we had some good people on the bench as well, which we will, um, we will mention in a minute. But, um... No, that was all good. Uh, yeah, Fred on for Ericsson, which is fine. Um, see, Fred makes more sense for the late midfield leg substitution because he's better at closing down than what McTominay is. In fact, I think McTominay gave away a few fouls today, but um, both of them did their jobs. Both of them did their jobs, which is which is good. All right, so for the summary, for the breakdown and everything, uh, we'll take a break. We'll go into I have I I know who I'm going to give my man of the match to. I sort of have to give it to the particular player, um, and we'll be back. After the break, talk about the player ratings. See you for that in a minute. Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETALKUK. That's E-T-A-L-K-U-K to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website. Uh, version of the episode and you can go and click on that link in the show notes that's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well so you can either copy and paste the promo code etalkuk e-t-a-l-k-u-k you can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20 percent off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves, even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very, very first class, very professional, so no questions about Manscaped's quality. Thanks very much to Manscaped for sponsoring Entertainment Talks podcast, and thank you very much for listening. Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link, which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system, which is usually in the bottom right-hand corner, to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today. So that's Kualu, and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today. Thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link. Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if you if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or 
film review so it's one of either of those per month of course if you continue subscribing each month you can pick a tv show then a film the next month and so on and so forth this is a great way to support entertainment talk get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening back to the show Alright, back with the player ratings. Uh, I'm going to give a 10 and a man of the match to David De Gea. There will be other players I'll be giving 10s to as well. Just uh, that late game, you know, saves. Um, honestly, did save get get us the win in the end. There were other elements that earned us the win. Obviously, the goal that we scored. That you have to you have to score a goal to win a game of football. Um, but no, really good save, especially from like the rice shot. And there was a few other shots as well. Uh, right near the end, it's that sort of late game like West Ham are putting pressure on us. Uh, they're whipping some shots in, which makes sense. But De Gea, um, we we know he's been very good at shot stopping in the past. Um, just wasn't hasn't been tested as much recently. So uh, there you go. Uh, but no, brilliant, brilliant stuff from De Gea. And um, I mean, I mean, sure, it's 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 that kind of like it looks good for the cameras thing. But he still does have to stretch to make his saves, and he's put in the effort to do it. So. Um, very, very good stuff from De Gea. Alright, let's move on to Delo. Um, thought Delo had another very good game. Um, obviously he's had a few questions over his defensive capabilities recently. Um, I thought we defended pretty well. I thought overall we defended really well in this game. Uh, again, getting forward has been... Getting forward with Delo. he's been the best right back we've had in terms of that specific element, since probably Valencia. I loved Valencia, Luis Antonio Valencia, those of you that remember him, back in 2013, 14. I can't remember when he left us, but I, I loved Valencia. He was a brilliant, brilliant player. Because, um, again, even though Juan Basaka, who we've not seen for a long time, is very good defensively, he just he just does not offer what Delo does going forward. So um, I'll give Delo a 9, I think. Um, I thought he was brilliant again. Maguire. Maguire is an interesting one to give for a rating. He didn't do anything game-breakingly horrifically bad. He did make a... F- he he sort of put himself into a situation where he almost made a bunch of mistakes. But nothing bad particularly happened with him. Um, but God, there, there were so many situations where it was like, Whoa, 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 careful, Maguire. Um, and... I don't know. I I hear people talk about Maguire, and I I kind of feel the same way. He's one of those players that when they get the ball, you just get really nervous because you're like, "What what are you gonna do next with it?" Um, I'll I'll just stick him with an average six. I thought he was fine. I don't think he was horrifically bad. Should he play for us again? Probably not. No. Uh, <laughs> but Tenog. Tenog literally had no other option because him and Martinez were the only available defenders, so can't really blame him. Um, Martinez helped him out a bunch though in this game. Um, if we if we had Maguire Lindelof in this game, it might have been a bit of a different story. Speaking of Martinez, I'm going to give him a ten. Phenomenal performance again. I know we got a bit budged off the ball by Antonio at the end, but it was fine. Um, he has out out of the Ten Hag. Uh, signings we've had so far, although Ericsson's been very impactful, M- Martinez is just a game changer for us. He just really, really is. Um, his nickname, the Butcher, just you know, he's just that really tough player, isn't he? And although his size let him down slightly in in that one moment against Antonio, 
Um, he's still just an incredible defender. I'm going to give him a 10. I think he just continues to perform week in, week out. Luke Shaw, I'm going to give a 10 to him as well. I thought it was a brilliant. This was one of his best overlap games with Rashford. Um, I really There's such a strong, solid partnership there. I think I mentioned this earlier in the episode. Um, his overlapping relationship with, with Rashford... I really think is very, very strong and is something we should continue to use, which they both still play for us, so why shouldn't they both play? Um, but obviously the interesting part about that is, um, you know, Malasia will look at that. Hopefully it will make Malasia play better or play well when he plays. I'm not saying Malasia has played badly, but, you know, healthy competition is really, really good. And the same thing happened when obviously we signed Tellez initially and Luke Shaw had had not a great season. Tellez came in and Luke Shaw sparked up again. Um, and Shaw's not going to play every game, neither is Malasia, but if they're rotated in and out, I think that's very, very good. Um, but, but as I mentioned a bit before with, um, the, because you've got the overlap relationship, which is what you call it, the overlap sort of partnership, Malasia and Sancho, although they're pretty new in, in terms of that partnership, just have not really done it, they just really haven't quite pulled it off yet. Um, could Malasia and Rashford work better? Could Shaw and Sancho work better? We'll have to see. But at the moment, Shaw and Sancho... Sorry, Shaw and Rashford, really, really good. Shaw gets a 10. Casemiro, I thought, was brilliant. Again, a few too many misplaced passes, so I'm going to give him a 9 instead of a 10. But he is what we've needed in our midfield for so, so, so long. And it's been brilliant to see. Um, Ericsson, I'll give him an 8. Um... Actually, I give him a nine. His, his assist, I was, I was really, really impressed with his assist. There's a few too many times when he, when him, Casemiro, and Bruno give the ball away too much. Which, granted, they are midfield three. That's gonna happen a bit, but it was just a bit sloppy. And I, I mentioned in the first half, um, there's a few occasions, um, where like we were giving the ball away, West Ham gave the ball away. So it, it was this sort of yo-yo type of thing. Um, but no, Ericsson had another good game. I give him a nine. Alanga um, looked sharp, but Ganacho looked sharp and Ganacho looked better last game. Um, I still think Alanga just needs a loan. I remember that say. I, I think I said that last time when when the last couple of times when Alanga played, he looks like he's got some promise to him. I think the left hand side suits him better. That's one thing I've I've kind of noticed. Um, but no, I think he needs a loan. I I will give him. I'll give him a six. So this is one of his better games, but he just needs a loan, I think, which we can't do right now. But still, um, I like how many wingers we have. We have quite a few. It's just that most of them can only play on the left hand side. So, um, but yeah, what what was this the game to start Anthony? I don't know. Was this the game to bring Shaw back in? He went with Alanga and it, it, it didn't quite work, but it is what it is. Uh Bruno, 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 Bruno. Um I'm gonna give him a six, I think. I think he was okay. His hero ball just really frustrates me. <laughs> it really, really does. Um good combination with Ericsson to get Ericsson's assist for the goal. You know, it's a team thing. So I'll give Bruno that. Wasn't Bruno's worst game. But wasn't his best. So I think putting him with a 6 is good. Rashford gets a 10. I thought Rashford was fantastic again. Really, really well taken goal. The confidence. 
the ability, the drive forward, the closing down as well, the work rate from Rashford, the ability from Rashford, um, types of goals he's trying to get. He's causing the goalkeeper problems, causing the defenders problems. Um, I think Rashford was absolutely fantastic yet again. And yet again, his combination play with Luke Shaw, I, I, I just love it. it. It does make us a bit left-sided, but I don't really mind that. So, there you go. Um, I'm going to give Ronaldo a... I was going to say zero. That feels a bit too low. I'll give him a four like I did in the last game. Um, he just doesn't fit. He just doesn't fit anymore. Um, yeah, it's it, it's just time. And I'm going to have to keep talking about Ronaldo because he's going to keep playing and it's something that's starting to annoy me a bit. Um, it's just time for him to move on, I think. He just clearly... He just... He's too slow, which, granted, he's 37. Um, he just doesn't fit anymore. He's a bit of a round... Round pole in a square hole? What's what's the phrase that I'm looking for? Square pegs and round holes, I think, is the actual phrase. You, you know what I mean. Um, he's a striker. He's playing in a striker's position. But... He's just he's just not doing it anymore, unfortunately. He'll score he'll score some goals still. Didn't score any today. Um I, I gave him a four. I thought it was just just wasn't wasn't good. Wasn't good. And zero feels feels a bit too low. Uh so that's that's uh, Ronaldo. Substitutions. Uh just let you know who was on the bench. Bishop, who is a goalkeeper. You might not have heard of him. I don't remember him very much. Uh Debravka, Fred, Gonacho, Malasia, McTominay, Plestri. Sancho and Van der Beek. Good bench. It's a good bench. It's not got any centre backs on it, but it's a very good bench. Um, you've got again, like nothing wrong with having Donny on the bench, providing providing that you use him more than Ollie did. Sancho on the bench, not a problem. Pedestrian on the bench, young, untapped, promising talent. McTominay, decent at point squad player. Malasia, he's literally our left back backup. Ganacho, young promising player. Fred, late midfield legs. And then you've got two goalkeepers for some reason. Um, that's a good bench. And I've spoken lots of times about, like, you don't have to start Sancho. You don't have to start Donny van der Beek. You don't have to start Malice. You don't have to start Ganacho. Um, you don't have to start Ronaldo. You don't have to start You don't have to start any of these players. None of them are players that you have to start. Um, apart from maybe Martinez and De Gea, possibly. But they've all got to earn their place. Sancho lost his place when he played badly against Chelsea. Um, didn't play against Sheriff. I can't remember now, actually. Um, hasn't performed as much recently. So is bench for Rashford. Rashford's been playing well. He starts his game. Good with me. Um, but no, if you need a, an option. Substitutes um, are such an important part of the game. You know, if you need an option last 30, 10, 20 minutes, whatever. Um... You don't want to have a bunch of just rubbish players on the bench. You want to have good options on the bench. So, um, that's good for me. It's good for me. I mean, it, it's a weird bench because it's a good one, but it's not got any. It's not got any right backs. Not got any centre backs. Not got any strikers. <laughs> uh, got two goalkeepers. So in terms of the players that are on there, it's a bit unbalanced. But you have still got some good options on there. Anyway, uh, Fred came on, did all right. McTominay came on, and he did all right. That's what I would I would say. Uh, it's a shame to not see Ganacho. Shame to not see Donny. But then we won the game. So 
I wouldn't say we didn't need those players, but, you know, there were options that just weren't used. Um, but then, it's interesting, because you've got me then sitting there excited as a fan to think, okay, we're winning 1-0, it's going well, playing well. West Ham are doing alright, but we're playing well. Substitution comes up, Oh, who's he going to bring on? Instead of me thinking, oh, a substitution's coming up, and, like, oh, God, I'm dreading the substitution, um... Yeah, I, I I'm enjoying this, this covering this Ten Hag era. It's certainly been a lot better and a lot easier than the other two, Ralph and um, certainly with Ollie, especially the way that fell apart. But no, things are going well. Things are going good. But one area we could be improving, I think, is just scoring a couple of more goals. We're putting games away. We're not we're not conceding barely any goals. I mean, the two. What was it? We lost four games this season. Sociedad, Man City, Brighton and Brentford at the start. It was the two games which were really bad at the start of the season. I think it was 2-1 to Brighton, 4-0 Brentford, 1-0 Sociedad and 6-3 with City. The City game is an anomaly because of what City are. Sociedad game, we were playing some worse players. And the first two games were like leftovers from the previous era. Other than that, we've really not let in a lot of goals, have we? We've really defended a lot, lot better. A lot of that is because of Martinez, because of tactics from Ten Hag, and just defending much better. Also, Malasia, you know, being in there, making sure play better, which has been look, which has been really good. Um, so that's been a lot better. Delo's been really good this season. That like we've actually seen him be given game time this season, which has been great. Uh, Varane's been injured a bit less, which has been really good. De Gea's not had as much to do. It's just the other end of the pitch. I mean, midfield's better. You know, Casemiro's doing really well. I'm a bit frustrated with Bruno, but Eriksen's been really good. Um, we've seen bits of other players. Wingers, I like the selection of wingers we got this season. It's just that number nine. It's just that number nine. Um, and n- not even just who's up front, but just kind of... We're not putting away enough of our chances. And if we start to do that a bit more... Um, whether it's we need to shoot more, or create better chances, or that work on that final ball, or all of the above. I think we could work on that. Um, I, I think we're going in a very good direction. We're going in a very good direction. I'm enjoying it, at least. There, there, there's a few players I'd want to see a bit more, like Twezebi, if that ever happens. Godaccio, Donny. Um, I'd like to see more. But, I mean, I mean Maguire playing today is just because he kind of had to. Um... McFred have been reduced. Um, also not really playing as much together. Unless it's, a, unless it's a substitutes. So this is going well. This is going good. Um, but anyway, we move on to Thursday's game. Um, and, and just in general, like the, the team's got a better fighting spirit. We're playing better as a team. We're working harder. It, it's, it's lo- there's lots of different elements to it. But we are definitely improving. Um, we beat Liverpool this year, we beat Arsenal this year, we drew to Chelsea and Tottenham, which is alright. Again, the City game's just a different anomaly, where, like, you're dealing with Haaland and Foden, and Pep Guardiola's, you know, Man City team. So, yeah. Anyway, um, Thursday, we got uh, Real Sociedad, uh, so that will be that game, and then, let me just check, Sunday, we got somebody else, because um, it's obviously Thursday, Sundays at the moment. That's on the 6th. Uh, Aston Villa away at 2 o'clock. There's no TV information here. So that might be a 
difficult one to cover. Um, they really got to sort this stupid stuff out with with TV coverage, because literally most most other people from other countries when they talk about British sports, they get every game, and the three o'clock games. Um, I don't understand. I don't understand like all of the Premier League takes place in England, because all of the stadiums and all the teams play in England, and. But and we pay for like Sky Sports and BT. Certain games aren't shown on those channels. The three o'clock, three p.m. blackout, which I think is a load of absolute nonsense. Um, but then like I've I've seen people from like America, from India, from Ho- I think from Holland. I saw some tweets from people like that saying like, hey, you no, know, I pay like ten, whatever their currency is. But like someone said, ten dollars a month they get every single Premier League game, including three o'clock games. Like, why do the, it's good that they get that, but why do we not get it? It's broadcast over here. Stupid. It's weird. Anyway, that's it for me for now. Uh, good game, good win, good performance, good goal, um, and good stuff. Good stuff overall. Anyway, in the meantime, if you'd like to write into the show, what do you think of uh, Ten Arg's era so far? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you think there could be other improvements I've not mentioned? Um, who would you like to see out play up front for Man United? Obviously, we know a certain player who's no longer an option. Uh, so we've got that going on. Um, yeah, let me know your thoughts so far. What do you think of what I said? What do you think of um, Tenag's era and ev- everything else in between? Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, email box on the website version of the episode and a cl- clickable email name in your show notes as well. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on EntertainmentTalk.org, TV, games, films, May Night Podcast, take a look out for all of that. Um, EntertainmentTalk.org podcast platforms. Yep, yeah, already said that. You can find our stuff, our stuff over there. Uh, word of mouth, social media. Let other people know about what we're doing by telling them in whatever way you want to. Patreon, five dollar, ten dollar level tiers. The free podcast review options. Have a look out for that as well. Bex is streaming very regularly over on Twitch. You can find her over there. Trista B Y T E S. Uh, for lots of different games, stream chats, retro games, that sort of stuff. Me, Twitch, Etalk UK. Still continuing with regular, semi-regular-ish sort of streams, that type of stuff. If you want to see the recent streams and the game clips and things like that, YouTube Entertainment Talk plays over there. Thanks for listening. I'll see you on Thursday or for other things in the meantime. And we'll keep going. Yeah, we'll keep pushing on with the, with the Tenog era so far. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>